This episode of the Sullivan and Son Behind the Bar podcast is brought to you by our good friends over at GoDaddy. And they're friends with Danica Patrick, which is cool because she's because she's really hot. So if you are thinking about starting a new website because maybe you want to do a Sullivan and Son fan site, or maybe you've got a small business idea, you want to sell something, show off your photography, uh, do your own podcast, GoDaddy is offering one new or one transfer of a .com for just $1.99 for the first year. Each new .com comes with a free instant page website and built-in photo album. So basically, it's uh, easy. It's not that hard. And look, who doesn't need a .com today? I have got CalebBacon.com. I recommend it. So to get your website started today, all you have to do is go to GoDaddy.com and enter the code SCHOOL at checkout. That's SCHOOL, S-C-H-O-O-L. Hey, Sullivan and Son fans. Don't forget that Season 2 of Sullivan and Son is back all summer long, only on TBS. Thursday nights, 10 p.m., 9 p.m. Central, only on TBS. And don't forget to check out the Sullivan and Son crew doing stand-up comedy coming to your town. Go to SullivanAndSonComedy.com. Upcoming dates include August 13th in Cleveland, Ohio, August 14th in Birmingham, Alabama, August 15th through August 17th in Atlanta, August 23rd in Honolulu, Hawaii, and August 24th in Kahului, Hawaii. Once again, go to SullivanAndSonComedy.com for information on tickets and upcoming dates. Now enjoy the podcast. Welcome to Sullivan and Son Behind the Bar, the official podcast of the TBS sitcom Sullivan and Son. I'm Caleb Bacon, one of the writers on the show here, coming to you live from Warner Brothers Stage 10 here in Burbank, California. It is really hot outside today, which happens in the San Fernando Valley in the summer. I'm uh, sitting here with Dan Loria. Who plays Jack on the show? Welcome, Dan. Oh, thanks for having me. Uh, very good to talk to you. I always like to talk to writers. Uh, it's we, working. <laughs> well, you would have been what studying your script otherwise for tonight's show. Yeah, just see what changes they made. Uh, like you and I went and they put something. They took something out. They put it back in. And like you say, it always gives them the option. They can cut it out in editing if they don't need it. What a lot of people I don't think know about you is you are such a hard worker. Like, <laughs> like you are always, you are always on top of it. And, well, you know, I had two great mentors, Charles Durning, the great actor, and uh, I've known knew him for 35 years, and Jack Klugman, which your audience knows as Oscar on The Odd Couple. Sure. Yeah, and uh, they both passed away Christmas Eve, within four hours of each other. Wow. Yeah, but I was very fortunate. I met Charlie the first month I was in uh, New York. I was a veteran. He was a veteran. He kind of took me under his arm, and I learned a lot from him. And it was all about working. Always work harder than the other guy, and you'll be all right. You know? Well, so far, so good. So far, yeah. And I, I, I just saw the, what was it, the Writers Guild put out their list of top 100 best written shows of all time. Yeah. And uh, your show, Wonder Years, did quite well. Yeah, we were in, uh, I think we were 54 or something. I, I was actually pissed. I thought we should have been higher. Yeah. You know, but uh, that was pretty good for when you consider thousands of shows. But uh, I, I think with uh, the Wonder Years and with Sullivan and Son, uh, the similarity is, is the writing. I mean, uh, Neil Marlins and Carol Black, uh, who created the Wonder Years, and they were there only the first 18 episodes. And then Barb Brush was our head writer for the rest of the five years that we were on. He was really the star of the Wonder Years, and you know, uh, and that's not taking anything away from Fred, and I'm not taking anything away from Steve Byrne, but the star of Sullivan and Son is Rob Long and the team of writers. I mean, you know that. We we we've read a lot of white 
pages. Uh, you know, that first table <laughs> read where I went, yeah. oi, we're in trouble. But uh, we never shot a script that I didn't feel was ready. Yeah, that's definitely one of the nice things about the production process. Having some veterans like Rob Long on our show is sure. You know, they they really know how to keep making it better. Yeah, well, they 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 approach it like a loaf of bread. They just keep working it, and working <laughs> it, and so you got a loaf of bread. You know? And I suppose over the years, you've uh, probably seen a couple bad scripts pass your way. Uh, too many. Yeah, too many. And um, you know, people get tired. You can't expect every script to uh, to be a, a gem, but. Uh, I think that was one of the greatest acting lessons I ever had. Uh, my teacher, Miss Welsh, she was the head of the Yale. Uh, she actually started the Yale Dramat, but when I met her, she was down the block at Southern Connecticut, and she gave us all um, all the males the same monologue to do. And it was oh, it was terrible. You know, nothing looks as dead as the dead. You ever walk the earth in another man's shoes? Just one cliche after another. I think I got out about two lines, and she tapped her cane and said, <laughs> "Stop embarrassing yourself, Mister Loria." And we all said, "Gee, Miss Welsh, it's so badly written. What'd you expect?" And then she. Pulled back the curtain, had an old movie projector, and she showed Tyrone Power doing the same lines. And he was brilliant. And she said, the difference is Mr. Power is an actor, and you all became critics. So you're not always going to get good scripts, but you got to work even harder to make it sound real, make it sound plausible. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's a great story. Yeah. One of the things that I, I like about you is you're so committed to the craft of acting that... Uh, it's fading away. Yeah. Well, you love to do theater as well. Yeah, yeah. That's why I go back to the stage, because when the curtain goes up, Fisher cut bait. There's no <laughs> no editing machines. And you... Uh, so you... The, the story, as I know it, is how you came to the show, is you first met Vince Vaughn when you were playing Lombardi. Vince came to see Lombardi, and uh, my agent contacted me about going to audition for Hank, the role of Hank. And, uh, and uh, when I got there, uh, when I got the script, I didn't think it was the right character for me, and I actually said, no, I don't want to do that. And what happened was uh, they called back and said, why wasn't I interested in such a funny role? And I said, because I'm still a dad on the Wendy years, and I don't think it's going to be funny coming from me, and I don't want to hurt the show. And Vince respected that. Next thing I know, they called me and said, do you want to play Sullivan on Sullivan and Son? And, of course, Vince's partner, Peter Billingsley, produced A Christmas Story, so I get back on Broadway in that play. So it's all you connected. You guys were nominated for Tony this year. Yeah, first time a uh, limited run holiday play has ever been nominated for a Tony. Well, hopefully you guys get to keep doing that for a while because I want to see it. Oh, yeah, we're going back this year at Madison Square Garden. Now, uh, we have a secret guest, a special guest just joining us. Jody Long, as many know as Oakja Sullivan. Hi, yeah. Jody. Hello. The hot Jody Long. <laughs> Thank you, Dan. <laughs> uh, it's so good to have you. This is the official couple of the show, <laughs> Steve's parents. Hmm. What was it like raising Steve Byrne? Oh, wait, no, this is a... You guys are really his parents <laughs> real life. Just just on our show here. Oh. Um, yes. Jody, how are you doing today? I'm good. Phew. How's life? Good. I'm tired from last night and... You know, singing, singing for this next episode. We're doing the karaoke episode today, yes. which will be the last one of the season. Singing while playing drunk—that's even added energy. While playing drunk, it. yes, yeah. exactly. 
uh, uh, I don't want to give away too much from the no. show, but this has got to be uh, an extra fun episode for you, or is it too much work? No, no, this is actually a lot of fun. Um, I, I can't believe they actually wrote this, that I get to do all of this and play all of this. I'm so thrilled uh, to be, well, I don't want to r- reveal too much. But, but basically, in real life, you can sing. In real life, I can sing. Yeah, we've, we've got all sorts of talented people on this show. And, I was uh, an old folky in the old days with my guitar. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Well, a bunch of secrets. Old hippie. No, I was, I was too young to be a hippie, but I was a folky, and I played, you know, the folk clubs in New York City, Folk City, and the Vanguard, and, and then I became a jazz singer. So you, how do you go from folk to jazz? I don't know. The, you know, some guy saw me. He says, I like me playing the guitar. You want to sing with my jazz band? All right, sure. So I was the girl. You know, I looked good, and I got up there. and We d- was called the Asian American um, Jazz Ensemble. Okay, Asian American, sure. Yeah. Now, what's this experience been like on Sullivan & Son for you two compared to everything else? You having fun? fun? Great. Fun. Oh, yeah. my God. What a what a joy! What a thrill! I mean, everybody is so great, and Steve is as our son. You ask, you know, what's it like to raise Steve Byrne? <laughs> I have no idea, but I think he's a pretty damn good, you know, great guy. Yeah, his parents did a good job. I think so. Yeah, Steve, for a stand-up comedian, is way too well adjusted. <laughs> they're because they're not known for being. Well, after a couple of seasons with us, I don't know. Maybe he slipped a little. <laughs> no, but he's great. Yeah. You think perfect. if he uh, if we come back for another season, which hopefully we do, Steve's going to be yelling at everybody, barking orders on stage, become that guy. I don't think that's his nature. No. Yeah. I don't think so. No, I don't think uh, so either. It's not like Steve's a 25 year old kid that all of a sudden made it big. I mean, he's been working hard for a long time. Right. And he knows. Um, Somewhat, you know, being Asian American or half Asian American, there's a certain limitation on some level because you're not um, so readily accepted. And I think he's worked hard and he's earned it. Yeah, I, oh, absolutely. Yeah, Steve's uh, busted his butt. Yeah. Now, exactly. what, do you, what do you guys uh, let's talk about some of your favorite episodes from the show so far? Well, I love the election one. Yeah, which we haven't seen, hasn't aired yet. And I just saw it last yesterday. It's very funny. Um, yeah, you guys run against each other in a local election. In a local election, yes. We have a hot love scene. So. <laughs> Dan paid them a lot of money to do that. The <laughs> to write that. <laughs> well, there's also a scene where you're in bed with Steve, Dan. Oh, well, yeah, <laughs> it is. Is that what you meant by the... We all have our cross to bear, but, you know. <laughs> yeah, that was funny, too. <laughs> and we don't exactly have a lot of love scenes on this show. No, Lots of, was, I think that was really the the one where it got a little got a little hot, got a little yeah. hot, a little steamy. Med had one with Carol. Right? Oh, that's right. Yeah. And Jody, what about you? Favorite episode so far? Um, I really liked that election episode, but there was another episode. Um, what's it's called? Rum Springa, which is actually airing this Thursday for your for your listeners here. And it's partly because um, I won't, I can't give, really give it away, but uh, there's a part of it that actually comes from my life. And now, this is where you get the credit card. It's where I get the credit card. Uh-huh. That's not the. That's not the part. Um, but it's how it's resolved. And I had told. Um, oh, that's right. Yeah, sure. The resolution. The re- so I can't really talk about it. We, this will be a surprise. Well, basically, there's, you become uh, addicted. To, yeah, to your credit addicted. card in that episode, yes. and the, the way the way you're able to kind of pay it off is based on a story from your own life. That's correct. But it's actually I never paid off a credit card like that. But it was it was um, uh, a way my uncle um, bequeathed some uh, some my inheritance to me. 
now, uh, so on this podcast, we give away tickets to the Sullivan and Son Comedy Tour with Steve, Ahmed, Roy, and Owen, who, you know, they're going to be doing all around the country this year. So for whoever can first tweet me the answer to what it is that Jody and I are talking about here, how, how does she pay off the credit card? All right. S- send me the answer on Twitter. Um, my Twitter is at Caleb Eats Bacon, C-A-L-E-B, Eats Bacon. And uh, tell me what it is, and you can win two tickets if the guys are coming to your town. It's Sullivan and Son Comedy.com, and you can find all the dates and also up on TBS.com. Oh, I love this contest. That's a question of the Ooh. week. <laughs> they're, they're funny together, the four of them. That's a great night out. It is. It really is. Because uh, you get, and look, you get a lot of bang for your buck. Because they're all headlining comedians who sometimes you would just go see one at a time by themselves. Yeah, no, they're great. Now, Judy, before, uh, before you, you got here, Dan and I were talking about Lombardi, the great play you did. I wish I had seen it. Are you guys going to do it again? Uh, I, I wouldn't really want to do it without Judith Light. Oh, okay. Uh, she said she might do L.A., but she didn't want to do a tour. So it's just like I wouldn't want to do Sullivan and Son without Jody. You know, you, you get used to her partner and timing and everything. So. I, you know, I think for some people listening to this right now, they're going to say, this doesn't sound like Okja Sullivan on oh, the show. You mean I have to talk like this. <laughs> She has the biggest stretch of all of us. Most of us are just kind of playing her. Probably for anyone on television now that I can think of. Yeah, that's probably true, right? I mean, mean, who else out there sounds like you do now, and then all of a sudden they're they're Ocha. Right. And, you know, it's Ocha, who's such a tiger mom, or as uh, Dan calls me, the bar Nazi. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, tiger mom really is the expression out there in the Asian community, right? No, since that woman wrote that book about tiger moms. They used to call them dragon ladies. Now they call them tiger moms. Dragon ladies. Pirates, wasn't it? Uh, Dragon lady. I have no idea. Way before my time. Uh-huh. Do you have, do you have kids in real life here? No, I don't. Oh, so you don't even have a chance to be dragon lady or tiger Listen, mom. Listen, I had enough of those dragon ladies in my life. Mm-hmm. Starting with my mother, who is not really a dragon lady, but she's tough cookie. To all the aunties that I grew up with, <clears throat> to all the older Asian actresses who really made me pay. I was as I was coming oh, no. up through <laughs> the ranks, they would take one look at me and go, like it's not hard enough to make it as an actress much less oh, yeah. a minority they give you a hard time oh they give you a hard time you know the part of the philosophy is suffer good for you it'll make you tougher <laughs> yeah you know, the world is tough and we're gonna toughen you up some more <laughs> now dan you talked about having some positive mentors did anyone give you a little bit of a razzing on the way up no, you know, when they talk about parents and, you know, people talking about hard lives, uh, I had the sweetest parents in the world. They, uh, you know, I didn't know I, we were poor till I got to college. I didn't know people got more than one gift, you know, for Christmas. So yeah. they were just the nicest people. When I told my parents I want to go into acting, my father said, well, you work as hard at this as you do at football, you'll be fine. And that was their attitude. And they loved coming to the plays. They thought it was a kick. And yeah. Yeah. So I was very fortunate. We went to the military first. I was in the Marine Corps. Yeah. Yeah. Must toughened you up Corps. a little bit. Oh yeah. Well, between football and Marine Corps, you get a discipline. You know, so it carries over. And how long were you serving the country? Three years. Three years. Okay. Yeah. What position did you play football? Middle linebacker. Take some guys out. Oh yeah. Yeah. I love. I love playing football. That was my. That's what I went to college for. Was to uh, play football. And someday I wanted to teach and coach. You know, that was my goal. And while I was at college, I found acting. And after I came back from uh, 
overseas, I said, well, if that didn't kill me, acting won't. So I pursued that. And you get to play Vince Lombardi, so that kind yeah, of brings it all around. Circle. Yeah. You must have been a Vince Lombardi fan, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I actually met him once when I was 17. Oh, yeah? Yeah, we had uh, the best high school football team in the state. And I was a junior, but the next year I was going to be the captain. And the Herald Tribune gave us an award, and he actually presented it, so I got to shake his hand. So, wow, that's fantastic. Yeah. Where was that? I th- I, it was at a big hotel in New York, but I don't remember which one. I never could. Yeah, I guess somebody could look it up. But he he did a lot of that stuff, Vincent Barty. He was always there for uh, St. John's and uh, um, Fordham, rather. He was always there for events. He liked to do things like that. So. You know, Dan, as a, as a New Yorker and Italian, it seems like to me that you know every single Italian and New Yorker in sh- related to show business or entertainment in some oh, way. I know a lot. I don't know about Italians, but I know a lot of them. I ran a reading series for 10 years. Every Monday night we read a new play. So uh, a lot of that. Matter of fact, our guest star this week, Charlie Shaughnessy, I met him. Uh, I asked him to do a reading. He said, sure. So we always had big stars do the readings of new plays, help new writers get literary agents. That must have been a lot of fun. Oh, it's great. They all read uh, Peter Falk and Charlie Durning, Dom DeLuise. Yeah. Jody, did you do uh, much theater? Did I do much yeah. theater? Yeah, a lot of theater. A lot of theater. I started, you know, when I was seven on Broadway. and uh, That's pretty young. Pretty young. Sidney Lumet directed it with Tom Bosley and Martin Balsam, uh, Dorothy Loudon, a <clears throat> big, huge Broadway musical that, you know, Close. Great one woman show. <laughs> What's your one woman show? It's called Surfing DNA. Thanks for the plug, Dan. <laughs> that I will be doing here in Los Angeles at the Working Theater. I'm sorry, Working Stage. I'm in, in September. Oh, yeah. That sounds like oh, that sounds great. Yeah. Uh, so with this, what we're doing, the old school multicam sitcom style, it's basically like putting on a play because we you know, we have an audience and. Two audiences. That's right. We shoot two shows. Yeah. Oh, well, okay. I uh, Sure. I'm sure it's different than putting on a play, but m- much more similar than shooting a single camera show or a movie. Well, because you have the interaction of the audience. And in comedy, you can roll a laugh. Do you, you know what I'm saying? So if you're on a roll, so to speak, mm-hmm. um, and just by a reaction, you can feel the audience if they're really with you and they're reading everything, and it can build. So that's what's fun in the theater when you're doing comedy in the theater, and, and we got that here. Do the audience ever surprise you? They laugh at something that you don't Absolutely. think they're going to laugh at? Every, every, every week. Every week. You know, you're like, ah. Between and you, three and six. And, and, <laughs> and you don't hold for it. You're like, oh, I got to hold for it the next time, and then the next time they may not laugh. <laughs> What's your favorite part of working at Sullivan and Sundan? Oh, working with the cast. You know, the rehear- actually, for me, the... It's the rehearsals. I, I never laughed so much in my life as in rehearsal. The other day, God, we were cracking. Watching Steve and <laughs> Jody be mean to each other. Yeah, they can't do yeah. it. They can't do it. They just start cracking up. <laughs> well, in this episode, you know, when, when Steve comes up and gets me from the stage after yeah, he yeah. so go get your mother, he looks at me and I look at him and I'm drunk, right? And he looks at me and he goes, don't hit me. <laughs> and I look at him I'm like I'm drunk why would I hit you and he said it twice and he goes I said what are you talking about after we cut right and he goes he goes I don't know the look on your face looks like you're going to hit me <laughs> and Jody what's your favorite part about working on Sullivan Son? yeah I think for me the cast and um, I mean it's just such a great environment I feel like there's so much love on this set and joy and that's such a rare thing 
um, on a television show. Really. Yeah. You know, people respect each other. They love each other. We, I love all the writers and producers, and that doesn't always happen on a show. Lots of times, it's like the writers and the actors are in two separate camps, and you know, neither, you know, never the twain shall meet. And this is not like that at all. So, well, I, I think everyone is just trying to do the best show we yeah, can do, absolutely. all the way mm-hmm. from the top, all the way down to craft service. Yeah. And when you get that attitude going, you usually have a pretty good product and you usually have a good time. It's when somebody's become selfish that yeah. there's a problem. You know, I'm, I don't have enough lines or they're not saying exactly what I wrote. We don't have that. We have that working mentality. Let's make the best show we can. You yeah. know, have an idea, share it, you know. Well, next year when Steve becomes a real jerk, that's all going to go out yeah, the window. Yeah, well, we'll let you know oh, yeah. about that. That's when, the, that's when the Marine will come out. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Dan, Laurie, and Jody Long, so great to talk to you. Same Thanks, here. guys. Have a great show tonight. Thanks. Thank you for listening, Sullivan and Son fans. Don't forget to keep watching Sullivan and Son every Thursday night, 10 p.m., 9 p.m. Central, only on TBS, all summer long. And please check out the Sullivan and Son Comedy Tour coming to a town near you. Go to SullivanandSonComedy.com for information on tickets and tour dates. And also, don't forget to tweet your answer to the question of the week for a chance for two tickets to the Sullivan and Son Comedy Tour. Just tweet your answer to Caleb Eats Bacon on Twitter. That's Caleb Eats Bacon. Thanks again, and we'll see you next week. This episode of the Sullivan and Son Behind the Bar podcast is brought to you by our good friends over at GoDaddy. And they're friends with Danica Patrick, which is cool because she's because she's really hot. So if you are thinking about starting a new website because maybe you want to do a Sullivan and Son fan site, or maybe you've got a small business idea, you want to sell something, show off your photography, uh, do your own podcast, GoDaddy is offering one new or one transfer of a .com for just $1.99 for the first year. Each new .com comes with a free instant page website and built-in photo album. So basically, it's uh, easy. It's not that hard. And look, who doesn't need a .com today? I have got CalebBacon.com. I recommend it. So to get your website started today, all you have to do is go to GoDaddy.com and enter the code SCHOOL at checkout. That's SCHOOL, S-C-H-O-O-L.